0: Those Bibles in the air. Let's prepare for the Word of God. Please repeat after me the only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it according to this Word. This Word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Today I will receive the Word implanted, which is able to save my soul. All right, get those notebooks out, clap those hands. So good to see you guys on this beautiful Sunday morning, grateful to see you. Good to see all of you who are yet smiling, and I know it's hot fanning, Just fan and praise, just fan and praise. I got on more layers than you, so fan and praise. All right, so let's get into the Word of God. Anybody prepared for the Word today? Our last time together, we were working through Abraham. We've been talking about the power of the pattern. And as a matter of fact, just for reference sake, you don't have to... um, The Bible says in Colossians, just for those who have not been here, Colossians chapter 1, real fast. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, just as a recap. Although you were formerly, 121, you were formerly alienated, hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death, in order to present you before him holy, blameless, beyond reproach. 23, if indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. If you continue, if you continue, if you continue, say, stay the course. Now when we were dealing with Abraham, we saw that sometimes, y'all might not want to admit it, it feel like God taking too long. See, y'all already done messed up. Anybody ever been like, Lord, you taking too long? Come on, show your hands. Let's go and get real. Anybody ever, Lord, you taking too long? I needed you to do this a week ago. A week ago. I would have felt so much better if you would have done this a month ago. Lord, I wouldn't be crying all like this if you would have done this three months ago. Lord, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if you could have took care of this six months ago. Lord, I wouldn't even be bothering you about none of this if you could have just went ahead and done this a year ago. Anybody, Anybody ever felt like this? Oh, will you please hurry up? Sometimes God is not hurrying up, not because God lacks the ability to tell time, but because he, he will not be rushed. Oh, y'all ain't have parents like that? You ain't going to rush me. He will not be rushed. So I need to double down on an important reality. Write this down for those of you who don't have it in your notes. It is the promise, not the problem, that should fuel the pattern. I'll say it again. It is the promise, not the problem, that should fuel the pattern. Promise, not the problem. However, sometimes our problems are intense, and they come from powerful people and places. Just so I can make sure that we can all get free together, How many of you are dealing with some intense problems right now? Intense problems. Some of y'all not telling the truth. That's okay. I'll talk to the few of y'all who are willing to admit. You're dealing with some intense problems. Here, here's the thing. An intense problem is is difficult. And some of those intense problems are us. Okay? If we're going to be honest, some of us are the intense problem. Lord, I am the problem. I remember there's a song He talks about, you know, hide me from my enemies even if the enemy you hide is me. (laughs) Some of us are our own enemies. We are our own problems. But what I have found, Mick, is that sometimes the problems are intensified when the people giving us the problems have some power. For instance, when your problem is from the bank, who can deny the loan? Having a problem for somebody with, with no power, Meh. I might be able to cut you off, but I need this loan. Right? And I don't know, I already tried a few banks. And you the last one. Amen. So my problem is coming from a source that is powerful. Or the insurance company that is denying your claim. I need this treatment. I need this medication. You keep denying my claim. The doctor says I need it. I feel like I need it. I keep submitting it to my insurance. Y'all ain't never been there? And they keep saying no. Say I need this procedure. My insurance says it's not covered. What am I supposed to do? Stay sick? That's, my, that's the alternative here, to just stay sick because I'm caught between a rock and a hard place, between the treatment that the doctor says that I need and the insurance company that tells me I can't have it? Or how about the boss that can deny your promotion? Hmm? I need this promotion. I'm already not making enough. Even the little bit that you would give me if you promoted me would not be enough. And I'm not even talking about enough for vacation. It ain't even enough for lights. See, y'all act like y'all ain't been there, huh? Where God, I got some stuff going on and I need you to come on and hurry up and do something for me. Here's the truth, though. When the problems get intense and the sources get powerful, you can find yourself on the edge of compromise. Because what you begin to say to yourself, if we're going to be honest, we begin to say to ourselves is, well, God knows my heart. Just a, just a little compromise won't bother nobody. You know, He knows Did I need a little extra money? You know. So doing a couple of things that ain't quite above board. Y'all looking at me real strange. God know I'm trying to take care of my family. So I, you know, I can't get the prescription I want. But I can sell a couple of pills from the prescription I had. See, y'all looking at me real funny. You know, that pain med that I was prescribed when I had, huh, that root canal. I'm hearing that them pills can go for a little bit on the street, a little bit. I ain't bothering nobody, you know. And the bottle do say I got four refills. So if I got four refills at thirty pills a refill at thirty dollars a pill <laughs> I might be able to take care of a couple of bills at thirty dollars. The Lord know my heart. It ain't for me. I gotta pay the mortgage. Why y'all looking at me like that? I gotta pay the mortgage somehow. It is school time. It's tax-free weekend. I wonder if the booster does tax-free. tax free boosters <laughs> cuz you know i got to get something for the kids and the shoes that little johnny wants cuz he in man sizes now little johnny not wearing kid sizes no more he in them full grown sizes the full-grown sizes and the shoe he wants in the kid's size is about 50, and there's 150 in that man's size, and the booster said, "I could get it for a hot 65 bucks." He know my heart. How many of you have ever been tempted to compromise because your situation is bad? Sometimes our problems are intense, and there are powerful people behind them that will push us into compromise. But it is not the problem that should be fueling our pattern. It is the promise. Because no matter how hard it gets, patterns are not supposed to change. Not for the born again. Let me start with this text in Acts chapter 5. In Acts chapter 5, verse 27. Let's look here. Just three verses. I'll start here. Y'all right? Are we going to be honest together? We're going to be honest together? Because, see, if we're just honest, we can get through this. If y'all, if y'all, y'all keep on lying, then we're going to have to work harder. Verse 27, when they had brought them, them are the disciples, they stood them before the council. The high priest questioned them, verse 28, saying, look at what the high priest said, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. Look at the beginning of verse 28 again. Matter of fact, go back to verse 27, Melita. The high priest questioned him. That's the B part of verse 27. Not just some nobody. Powerful leadership. I need y'all to see the stage. The disciples have been out there preaching. And they had been told to stop it. And they've now been arrested. Because they refused to modify the pattern. So now, the pattern of righteousness done got me in trouble. Lord, have mercy. I'm doing the right thing, and I find myself imprisoned for righteousness. Huh? For righteousness' sake. I done mess around, got in trouble for doing the right thing. Lord, there's people getting away with the wrong thing. I'm in trouble for the right thing. Lord, have mercy. The high priest is questioning them. Now, in this verse 27, some of us would have compromised. Come on, teach the lesson. We want to compromise. My bad. You right. You did tell us to quit. My bad. No harm, no foul. Just let us out. Because this is not one of those things, y'all, where they about to get slapped with a fine. I need y'all to understand the context of what we're dealing with here. We're talking about, like, being tarred and feathered. We're talking about being burned alive in oil. We're talking about being hung upside down and crucified, you know, head down on a cross. We're talking about having all four of your limbs tied to horses and being ripped apart. And we're talking about all of this being done in front of your wife and your children. We're talking about this happening after you've already been tortured in the town square just For preaching Jesus. Meanwhile, in 2022, you can carry around your Bible when you want to with no fear of even having anybody say anything to you, and we won't even do that. Meanwhile, in 2022, we get to say the name of Jesus here openly, and when we get the opportunity to worship, you too tired. Meanwhile, in 2022, we can lift up our hands and honor the Lord, and we're not going to get arrested for it. Be careful of the freedoms that you deny because one day you might not have them. Be careful of the freedoms you deny because one day you might not have them. And so they said, look at verse 28, please. We gave you strict orders. This thing getting real. Not to continue teaching in the name and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. And intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Leave this I want y'all to know how about it these disciples are. Because he says, look, we told you to quit. And you didn't preach like, you know, in a little corner, in a little room. You done mess around and Field Jerusalem. Everybody knows what you stand for. Everybody knows. If your coworker would be shocked at how you act at church, I'll come back over here. If your coworker is shocked at how y'all act at church, which one is the lie? Let me come back over here. If y'all's co-workers is shocked, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, nobody should be surprised by your worship. (laughs) Everybody, listen, I I see people from high school, and Lord knows I was a mess. I see people from high school, and they tell me, yeah, we can see that. They knew what I was going to be before I did. But if somebody sees you in worship right now, like tomorrow, if they saw the video stream, and they said, your hand was lifted, were you okay? Did you catch a charley horse? Was there something wrong? Were you trying to stretch your arm out? I don't understand. We told you to stop. Look at verse 29. Here's the posture. Peter and the apostles answered, we must (laughs) obey God. This is it, ain't it? Rather than man. We, We must. Huh? We must obey God. Listen, I just need, at the beginning of this message, I need somebody to just go ahead. And draw that line in the sand. I must obey God. You can talk, you say what you want, but I got to obey God. You can talk about me, you can say I'm crazy, you can say this is too much, you can tell me it don't take all of that, but I got to obey God. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Do you know, y'all, as God continues to increase us, how many opportunities we have to compromise? Do you know that as it becomes time, for instance, in political season, all of the people who will call and they will ask, Hey, Bishop, we know you got a thriving ministry in West Dayton. Can we come and give words? No. Can we come and talk during church? No. Can we come and just tell the people what our platform is? No, because I must obey God. This is not your platform. This is not for the Democrats. This is not for the Republicans. This place belongs to God. This is not for any political party. This is not for any scheme. This is not for any trend. This house belongs to God. And you got to start saying that for your house. My, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. This house belongs to God. These ears are not for God. This mouth is not for pain. I belong to God. This house belongs to God. No, I'm not coming over. This house belongs to God. Get out of my inbox. This house belongs to God. No, I don't. I'm not interested in what you got to say. This house belongs to God. Y'all better start turning down the devil like y'all do network marketing. Turn down the devil like y'all used to do Amway. Not interested. (laughs) Not interested. This house belongs to God. Why do y'all keep entertaining the devil? Why do y'all keep hearing them out? You won't hear the Holy Ghost out, but you want to hear out the lust? You want to hear out the depression? You want to hear out anger? You want to hear... Oh, come on. This house belongs to God. I must obey God. I must obey God. That's, that's too much. I must obey God. It's going to take too long. I must obey God. It's going to be too expensive. I must obey God. Come on now, this church, we're trying to figure out how to build. But, but hold on, Bishop, we, we paid the building off. Don't you want to settle for a while? I must obey God. You think God was done when we paid this building off? No, God was just getting started. Come on now, we got blocks to own. We got housing communities to build. We must obey God. We got schools to build. We got institutions to uplift. We got apartment complexes to own. We must obey God. People need to be healed. People need to be delivered. People need to be set free. We must obey God, and we will not rest. See, that's what's wrong. Some of you get one little victory, and you're like, all right, that's it. That's why you stay in a fight, because you haven't learned to keep your foot on the gas in the midst of victory. You got to keep. Thank you, God. I'm going to praise you while I keep moving. I got to obey God. People will leave you. I got to obey God. People going to talk about you. I got to obey God. Come on now. Come on now. Woe when all men speak well of you. Find ourselves tempted to compromise. I need you to get into a posture. I got to obey God. (laughs) you're gonna find yourself and parents let me let me speak to some parents this is the family series parents you sit there and you looking at your kids and you get tempted to compromise because compromise is all around them you must obey God yeah you do when your kids try to turn you to the trend you turn to the spirit yes yeah you got to obey God but mama all the kids are doing it I got to obey God you not all the kids come on now God got a mark on you let me speak to some of these parents in here I'm sorry baby it's not that I'm trying to make you look crazy in school but I am trying to get you kept from the evil one in the evil day but mom that ain't how they get down that's how we get down I got to obey God but mom that ain't what they said this what God said I got to obey God but mom all my friends let me tell you what a friend we have in Jesus I got to obey God I got to obey him. You can say I'm crazy if you want to, but I need my kids to be safe. When a mass shooter comes in, I need the oil to be over my children. I need the blood to be over their doorposts. I must obey God. And parents, don't you get weary. Don't you get weary, parents, because one day your baby's gonna come back and say, thank you, mama. I didn't recognize it then Don't get weary fathers One day that parent gonna come back and say Thank you dad I used to believe that you was crazy But now I figured out I must obey God Some of your friends right now it's some stuff that God is trying to do in your life. And they saying if I was you, I would give up. Well, I must obey God. I must obey God. Girl, I would walk away. I must obey God. Bruh, I wouldn't take up that. I must obey God. Now oh, I must. Somebody say, I must. Come on, shout back to me, I must. Melita, roll with me for a minute to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-22 1 Thessalonians 5, turn 1 Thessalonians 5, watch this because some of y'all are like, well I did that, I obeyed him once I obeyed him 1 Thessalonians 5 come on, come on, turn in your Bible, she's going to put it on the screen 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16, I don't know Bishop, is, is it oh, it's hard it's, I must huh Compromise is easy. We can turn this place into a concert. Y'all not in here. Is it struggling with you? I can turn it's all right. We can turn this place into a concert. That's easy. It's, 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 it's easy. We can go in and we can board up all these windows and make it real dark in here. And then I, I can take all the walls and I can paint them black. And I can do that. And I can put up all the spotlights in. And then and, 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 and I can put the lights that go up. And then all of a sudden they would be like, ooh, it looked like a concert. But then I, I, I must obey God. Y'all trying to get me to be worldly. Oh, Bishop, are you saying lights are worldly? No, I'm saying that comparisonitis is. Comparisonitis, I just made the word up Comparisonitis, y'all understand Y'all knew what I meant Comparisonitis It's in the Robert Lyons Dictionary of Word Choices Comparisonitis that's when you want to be a Beyonce concert so bad that now you have made the sacred look like one. It is when you want to be trendy so bad that now you don't come up into the sacred pulpit with ripped up jeans and tight muscle shirts. No, I must obey God. This ain't a fashion show. I'm not walking no, no trendy lines. You need to know when you come in here that there is glory in this place. You need to know when you come in here that there is power that resides here. So I understand it may look a little old school to some people. It may look a little crazy to some others, but let me tell you what's in here power love and a sound mind let me tell you what else is in here signs wonders and miracles let me tell you what else is in here the lord and his spirit of god dwells in this place keep your runway i'll take jesus keep your runway i'll take jesus now y'all i said i must obey god say i must Now, now Bishop, Bishop, it gets gets rough, Orlando. It gets rough. I'm talking about patterns. It gets rough. It gets rough to keep this pattern. It keeps rough because, you know, the problem is intense and the people are intense. So it it gets rough. So what am I supposed to do? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. That's one whole verse. (laughs) I got some more verses, but this is the first one. (laughs) Rejoice when? It's raining. Rejoice when? Denied the loan. Rejoice when? Car broke down. Rejoice when? Kids failing in school. Rejoice when? See, when you learn to rejoice always, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. (laughs) They're going to think I'm crazy. Just thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. See, the Bible doesn't say for everything give thanks. That's not what the Bible says. It says in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So first, rejoice always. Look at verse 17. Let's keep going. Pray when. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking about patterns. Go back to verse 16. Rejoice when? Verse 17. Pray when? Look at this. Look at this here pattern. I done got so tired I can't pray. Your patterns is off. I'm so weary I can't rejoice. Come on now. You better find something to rejoice about. Huh? Huh? You better find you something to rejoice about. No, find something. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's go ahead and do a little quick exercise right now. Everybody in this room, I need you to find something to rejoice about. Just find it. don't You, you ain't got to rejoice yet, but find it. Find you a reason. Get you one. Get you one. Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have your reason? Do you, do you have that reason? Now watch this. Let me fuel that. You don't even deserve that. You see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Because see, watch this. I never have a problem finding something to praise God for. You know why? Yep, that's good. Yep, that's enough. Yep, I don't deserve that. I ain't got to get to nothing else. Breath is more than what I deserve. So I ain't never got a problem. I'm just not feeling praise today. Oh, you mean you wasn't feeling the song? You know, know, Craig, I'm just not feeling the praise today. You mean you wasn't feeling that song, right? As if worship is a song. As if praise is a song. No, listen, if praise is a song, I always need a a song to do it. As a matter of fact, even the 150th Psalm that all of us quote, watch this, Doesn't say praise him because of the Timberland dance. Okay. Praise him with the Timberland dance. In other words, the song becomes a methodology of praise and not the fuel of praise. Huh? My music is a a praise method. It ain't even a praise starter. I don't need that music to praise God. It ain't a praise starter. Is this something I get to use. Y'all got to understand, y'all must not, y'all must not have had one of them little elementary school classes where they would make instruments out of everything, huh? See, I, I, I can remember going to a, to a Montessori school and they, they would cut out some blocks out of wood. And when it was music time, you just found anything that made noise. I'd just be sitting up there, just blocks, just, I didn't need nothing, just, just hitting them blocks together. But see, what has happened is we done got bougie and forgot the praise. We got built-in instruments within the body. You got built-in instruments within the body. Make your own rhythm and make your own melody. I'm coming off that because I'll get stuck. I'll get stuck. Pray when? Go to verse 18. In everything. Okay. In everything, give what? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything. Everything 19. Do not now. We're getting into the do nots. Go back to verse 16. I'm trying to teach my text. I'm trying to teach my text. I don't know, I ain't been up here that long. Rejoice when verse 17, pray when verse 18, in what give thanks for this is God's will. Concerns us, so let's get into the do nots. Verse 19. Do not. <laughs> don't, you, don't you be muzzling the spirit. Don't you, don't you put that fire out. How can I quench the spirit? Well, if the spirit want to move and you want to sit on him. Move on, Bishop. Move on. Move on. I'm, I, I, I must obey God. So I must obey God. See, there's a pattern here a part watch this, a part of the pattern of the born again is not always watch this cuz see we have churches that got the praise part down but don't have the lack of quenching down sometimes quenching the spirit ooh, ooh sometimes quenching the spirit is when there's a word going forward That you want to holler over Yep, I knew it was going to do that huh? Because some of us use praise as a cover up For a lack of compliance In other words, you need to hear this point Let me holler so I don't hear it No, shh I'll tell you when to praise God I'm the conductor I'll give you plenty of points To insert praise here In between there, I'm going to need you to take some notes because watch this. There's a spirit flowing through the word that we need to hear. Amen? Amen. See how I put those points in there? It is the rhythm of the church. Are y'all with me? See? Amen. But what happens is you go, ooh, I don't want to comply with that. Hallelujah. No, shh. And some of these praise breaks are cover-ups for no God. That's why, that's why all you've seen from those churches are praise breaks and no sermons. I'll walk back over here. 20. <clears throat> do not despise. Okay, see. We still in the do nots. Do not despise prophetic utterances like the one that just went forth and y'all got frustrated about. Twenty-one. But examine what? Carefully hold fast to that which is good. Twenty-two. Abstain, Lord. Abstain from, watch this, every form. Not just evil, every form of it. Abstain from everything that even looked like evil. Hmm? This is the pattern of the born again. But what about when when the problems are intense and the people giving me problems are powerful? How do I maintain my pattern when everything is coming at me and I think I'm helpless? First of all, strength is made perfect in weakness. But let me give you one more piece here. Y'all, I haven't even got to the text I wanted to get to. Romans 8. This is not the text. I ain't even got there. Go to Romans 8, 28. Turn in your Bibles. Are y'all learning anything? No? Yes? We know that God calls us. Lord have mercy. All things to work together for what? To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For those whom he foreknow, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Thirty. And these whom he predestined, he also called. These whom he called, he also justified. These whom he justified, he also glorified. Thirty-one. Watch this. What then shall we say to these things if God is for us? Who's against us? Now, I need y'all to think about this. I'm creating a posture here. My pattern has to be the same no matter what. Y'all got that part. I have to have a pattern that is based upon obedience of God, not of man. When the enemy comes in and tells me it's too much, if God be for me, who's going to be against me? It's rhetorical. You want the answer? Nobody. If God is for you, see, this is how you stand on I got to obey God. See, it's amazing how I started with we have to obey God, Elder Leela. Everybody's like, amen, amen, amen. I got to obey God. I got to obey God. Rejoice always. (laughs) (laughs) I got to obey God. I got to obey God. Pray without ceasing. I got to obey God. You right? Preach, Pastor. Preach, Pastor. Preach, Pastor. Preach. Don't quench the spirit. With that outfit, your skirt is quenching the spirit. Your attitude quenches the spirit. The things you post quench the spirit. Hmm? That cleavage is quenching the spirit. And listen, listen, I'm equal opportunity because, see, what has happened in the church is we got women covering up but won't deal with the men who look. So now these women is covered all the way up. But we haven't dealt with the heart of the man who keeps looking. You know why? Because we won't tell the truth about the fact that many women stopped covering up because some man told them to. Never mind. Because if men stopped a eros concept of beauty into the world. Then women would understand that they did not have to degrade themselves to be beautiful. The degradation, mm, the degradation of Eve is based upon the silence of Adam. Do y'all need to say that again? I will. The degradation of Eve is based upon the silence of Adam. Because if Adam speaks up, the devil ain't got nothing to say to her. But when Adam is silent, Eve starts taking on conversations. Can I go a little further? We good? Carlos said I can go further, so all is well. Um, Here's the thing. People and circumstances, no matter how powerful, cannot change the pattern on your life. Now, I'm going to show you an Old Testament narrative. And this story, I won't get through all of it, actually is the first sermon that was preached here all these years ago, almost 20 years ago in February. This was the first text that was taken at this church. I've never preached it, somebody else preached it. Let's work. Numbers 22. I'm not going to get done. I'll try to finish here. Oh, God. The reason that we compromise, guys, is out of fear. I'll say it again. The reason we compromise is out of fear. I got to take an alternative because I'm afraid that the pattern of God is not gonna work. So we compromise out of fear, doubt, disbelief. That's number one. Two, the reason we compromise is because we're comfortable with compromise. Because we have compromised proficiency and spiritual deficiency. I'll say it another way. You're better at sinning than you are living right. Most of us in this room, if we're not afraid of admitting that we have a past, could get in trouble right now. Wouldn't take much because, watch this, you can get in trouble right now, but you couldn't get healed on the spot because you have proficiency in the trouble. So we know how to get dirt. We just don't know how to get clean. We know how to get dirty. We just don't know how to get clean. Have you ever noticed that getting dirty is easy? Getting dirty is easy. Getting clean is another story. Now, I read you a second ago, if God be for you, who can be against you, right? You have to also know, remember, Jeremiah 29, y'all don't have to go there but jeremiah 29 i know the thoughts i have for you right so god has a promise on your life whether or not you believe it or not he has a promise on your life whether or not you believe it or not your job is to line up with the pattern that goes with the promise oh but you know you know i gotta take me a detour no you choosing to take a detour let me show you let me show you this The sons of Israel journey. Let's read our story. They camped in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan opposite Jericho. Let's get our our settings right. Go to the next verse. Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites because Israel is whooping them Amorites good. Children of Israel, God's people, they're doing damage to the Amorites. And Balak sees it. Verse 3, Moab was in great fear because of the people, because of God's people. For they were numerous. Moab was in dread of the sons of Israel. Moab is a king. Keep going. Moab said to the elders of Midian, now this horde will lick up all that is around us. As the ox licks up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of Of Moab at that time, stop. Let me give y'all some revelation here. Many of the people who are coming against you are not doing so because they're powerful, they're doing so because they're afraid. Let that sit for a second. The enemy doesn't attack anyone without potential. So most of the people that you feel like you back on your your heels about, they're actually afraid of you first. See, we see the backstory of this king who's afraid of the children of Israel. Think about this. What we're about to read about this king was completely based upon him being afraid. So when the devil comes after your kids, oh, the devil's not just coming after your kids. He's coming after the potential that he knows they have. See, I'm trying to change your perspective. This is how you put the devil on his heels. When you see the enemy come in, you're like, oh, you afraid. Y'all missed that. Oh, you scared. Oh, you mad. You big mad. My wife. She loves Rocky, loves them. This is her joint. There was a Rocky Marathon on yesterday. So you know she was in her happy place. (laughs) Just one movie after the other. She loves those Rockies. They give me such anxiety, but she loves them. (laughs) So we were watching Rocky Three. Clubber, Clubber Lane. Clubber in there talking real crazy and whatever. Rocky had been trained. Clubber immediately notices this ain't like the last fight. Because this young man is in here tagging me in my face. Last fight, Clubber whooped him like he stole something. But this next fight, I mean, Rocky was, I mean, he was precise. In first rounds, he was snapping that right jab like it was nobody's business. Something happens. Round, round. Three, clubber's huffing. He's throwing these haymakers. Apollo Creed is in the the corner telling him, get out of there. But he says something on his way as the bell rings. He says, I'll kill you next round, fool. I'll kill you. Rocky says, But I ain't breathing hard though. Go watch the movie. But I ain't breathing hard though. You might be hitting me, but I'm not breathing hard. You missed it. The reason that the fight was won was not because of the skill. The reason that the fight was won because there was a moment where Rocky figured out that his enemy was actually the one who was in stress. If Rocky would have never figured out that his enemy was actually the one that was afraid, then Rocky wouldn't have understood that the enemy was actually almost at the point of defeat. Many times, you're sitting up there taking hits. You got to pay attention like, oh, you hitting me because you're afraid. Because you ain't hitting nobody else on my road but me. I must be the one that fears you. you afraid of me. Oh, okay, now that I have now changed my perspective, this ain't what you want. You give me a minute, because when the bell ring, I'm about to come out with a new strategy, boy. Because you know, when I was in here before, I thought that you were bigger. You're not bigger, you're not stronger, you're really weak, and you have no skill. The devil only got three punches. Steal, kill, destroy. He can only throw them three punches, three ways. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I know his entire playbook. Right. Who can't win against that? That's right. That's right right. Come on. Right <laughs> Go to five. He sent messengers to Balaam. This is, this is the, the afraid king. He sends messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor. At Pethor, which is near the river in the land of the sons of the people to call him say behold a people came out of Egypt he know about him don't he ain't it funny how your enemy know your history never mind a people came out of Egypt behold they cover the surface of the land and they are living opposite me I'm scared to death verse 6 now therefore please come curse this people for me pay attention since they're too mighty for me I'm scared to death. Perhaps I might be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. Think about this king. This king literally goes to the man of God and is like, look, I'm scared to death. And the only way I can win is if God turns from them. If God be for me, I did just read this text, right? The king said, if God is for them, I can't be against them. Come on, I'm, I'm trying to get y'all some perspective. So the only way to beat them is God got to turn.
1: Y'all
0: yeah, still ain't caught it. This means that you can't be defeated unless God turns against you. So, 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 when the enemy comes, your first question is, God, we good? Are they missing out God, we good? Are we still good? Then I can't be defeated. I can't be defeated if you're with me. Because the only way for me to be defeated is you got to turn. So watch this. Some of us didn't get defeated. You stopped fighting. Therefore, you defeated yourself. You didn't get defeated. The enemy can't overthrow God. You stopped fighting. Therefore, you defeated yourself. How many of y'all ready to make a change from that today? So he goes to the man of God. He's like, uh, look, I'm scared to death. It's too many of them. I can't even win. If you curse them, I can't curse them. Y'all still ain't caught all the points. Your enemy can't even curse you. I can't curse them. If you curse them, maybe I can defeat them. Look at verse (coughs) 7. The elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand. They about to go pay this man to curse them. I need y'all to understand. Some of your enemies are making investments in your demise. Wow. I'm such a threat that you're willing to pay with whatever is necessary. I'm going to leave that there for somebody in the spirit to hear me. Because I'm looking around right now. And there are people going to great lengths to discredit the anointing on your life. Bringing up your past. Okay. Okay. Huh? Like, wow. You really about to start talking about what I did 25 years ago? I did it. It was me. I am the man. Moving on. But it's because they're afraid. If y'all don't get anything else I said today, I need y'all to get this. The devil's afraid of you. Now, I want you to think about what I'm saying. People of God, we don't teach God like that. We teach the devil as like this big bad wolf able to like huff and puff and blow all of our houses down. We don't teach the devil as weak, fearful, already defeated. How in the world is someone who my dad kicked out the house able to kick me out the house? (laughs) you can't even get in unless how dad kicked you out i'm in if dad kicked you out the house you can't kick me out the house you don't have no authority over me i'm in the house You can't kick me out the house. I don't know what version of the devil we've been teaching. And so you got everybody going on like, oh, 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 all all that crying and begging over the devil and and worried over the devil and doing all night fast over the devil and and, and shut-ins over the devil. Dad kicked you out. I'm not afraid of you. Or none of them punks that got kicked out with you. They came to Balaam and repeated Balak's words to him. Watch this, verse 8. He said to them, spend the night here. I'll bring you word back to you as the Lord may speak to me. So they came with him, all this money. The man of God was like, I'm going to talk to the Lord. I ain't doing nothing until I hear from God. You want me to curse some people because watch this. This the anointing know the power of their words. That's why you don't use them frequently. Never mind. <laughs> the anointed know the power of their words. That's why you don't use them frequently. Some of y'all talk too much to be as anointed as you say you are. The leaders of Moab stayed with Balaam. Verse 9, almost through. God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men? I love the way God talks. <laughs> Who are these men with you? I mean, you
1: know,
0: who, who are they? Look at verse 10. Balaam said to God, Balaam, son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent word to me. Verse 11. Behold, there's a people who came out of Egypt. They covered the surface of the land. Now come curse them for me. Perhaps I may be able to fight against them and drive them out. Verse 12. God said to Balaam, do not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh, that is good to be. They are blessed, not they will be. Here's what's interesting these people hadn't even seen the fullness of God's blessing yet. And God is already like, they're blessed. You can't curse them. Don't, you can't curse them. They're blessed. You, you can't. You just can't. I need y'all to understand when God puts his hand on you. Do y'all understand that? This is a blessing, y'all. Some of y'all right now need to be like, my bad. I didn't gave the devil too much power. I do not mess around, I gave the devil too much power, Some here moping over a defeated foe. That's like crying over a dead bug. How you still scared of the thing that's dead? Right. Hmm? You crushed the bee, and now you're sitting up there like, it might get me. It's dead in your face. I got 66 books of a defeated foe, and you still freaked out. He's defeated. Not only that, we know the end of the story. Right. He's going to whoop him again uh, and again and again and again and again. Then he's going to lock him up. Then he's going to bring him out. Then he's going to whoop him once for all. I'll take, I'll take it. Now, here's where things get interesting. Watch this. He put all things under his feet. Isn't that the Bible? All things are under his feet. Well, that's Jesus. Everything's under his feet. you right. You're right. But Jesus is also the head of the church. Watch it. Which is his body. Oops. So if Jesus puts everything under his feet, and he's the head, and we're the body. Last I checked, my feet are a part of my body so if it's under his feet and I'm his body it's under my feet why am I worried again? (laughs) 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 Crying over a defeated foe Somebody say I'm done with that Come on say I'm through with that My My bad Say I'm through with that now, now, he said he cannot curse them. Go to that 36 and 38. When Balak heard that Balaam were coming, because see now, he's he going to chase him down. It's the last two verses. He's going to chase him down. I'm going to make him curse him. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab, which was on the Arnon border, at the extreme end of the border. Look at 37. Keep rolling. Balak said to Balaam, did I not urgently send to call you? You know I'm trying to whoop them. Why did you not come? Am I really unable to honor you? Was my money not enough? Was my money not enough? Was the dress not sexy enough? Was the date not nice enough? Was the promise of the vacation not good enough? Did the nudes that I sent you not hit enough? Yeah, see he got quiet. Did he say nudes? Yes, nude, N-U-D-E, nudes. Not nudes, nude, nude, naked, naked, the nudes with a D. Not news nudes you know them things y'all send to try to get somebody aroused and do what you want nudes 38 Mal- malita lost it it's okay it's okay Balaam said to Balak, behold, I have come now to you. Am I able to speak anything at all? Look at, look at what the prophet says. The word that God puts in my mouth, that I shall speak. I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> You're trying to get me to change the promises of God. Let me tell you something. Better bet I won't. Say this with me. I'm going to pray. Say this with me. There is nothing, there is nothing too hard, too hard for, the for the Lord. One more time. Say, there is nothing, there is nothing too hard, too hard for, the for the Lord. I don't care how bad the, the problem is. You've got to stay the pattern. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you. Lord, I honor you. I lift you up. You are good, you are kind, you're merciful. Lord, allow us to hide this word in our heart that we may not sin against you. In Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Y'all learned something today? Prepare your hearts to celebrate the Lord at the table today. Come on, clap those hands. You all right? How many of y'all got challenged? Show of hands. How many of y'all got challenged? How many of y'all got some fresh revelation on, on who, how big God is and how small the devil is? He's a little bitty joker. Little bitty. We're going to celebrate the Lord at the table. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Everybody, just put yourself in a mindset and a posture of readiness before the Lord.
2: They watched the communion table like they were. There. They watched the communion table like they were the cracker and juice bugs. And although they didn't stop you, they could convey with a look between themselves who they felt was unworthy of the saltines and grape juice. It was as if they never read the Bible, only the bylaws. I thought about that as I compared, as I prepared for this communion moment. I thought about how many people through the years, including myself, bypassed that table at First Baptist because instead of being urged to examine ourselves, we were judged by the front pew. As I read through the scriptures, thinking about First Baptist, this scripture caught my eye. Matthew 26, 26 through 28. It says, while they were eating." Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. I've read the scriptures countless times, but never saw that part or never noticed it. Jesus had called out the deception at the table but afterwards he still served up forgiveness. All of them had said surely not I but Jesus still served up forgiveness. For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many For forgiveness of sin, while I urge you to examine yourselves, recognize and acknowledge the action, reaction, or inaction that you may not feel so good about today, but then still come to the table, because forgiveness is on the menu.
0: crucified, he took the bread, and he broke it. He said, take, eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. they drinking all of it, glory. Hallelujah. For this is my blood shed for the remission You were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, chastisement, peace is upon us, and with your stripes, God for allowing us to experience you afresh. You are not dead. Glory. You got up just like you said you would, and we thank your hands, hospitality will come get your cup. To leave, stay right there forever and ever. Just a couple of things stand to your feet. Convocation, registration is open all around the church. You'll see QR codes, you can scan been rescheduled not tomorrow but August 22nd 7 p.m. our virtual sessions for engaged and married couples not tomorrow not tomorrow not tomorrow the 22nd Two food distributions coming up Tuesday August 9th Hilltop at 9 a.m. to 1230 we're giving out food there Wednesday August 24th the soda baths 11 to 2 30 we're giving out food there if you want to volunteer Rosalind Allen to sign up or to ask questions. Before we leave, all of our children who are about to go back to school, just come to the front for me. Come on, babies. The school is real. Just stand and face me. day your hands towards these babies. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, these are your children. reports but we serve a big God and there's a little bitty devil keep them from the evil one and the evil way protect them from hurt harm and danger let no corruption come upon them allow them to be kept safe whole you God are their keeper that you are more than able and more than enough Lord even now give them a mind to serve you Lord we speak that salvation will come to these children that God right now where they are operating even some before the age of understanding. God, as they come to know you, help them accept you. Fill them with your Holy Spirit until they want no more. Allow their cup to overflow. Lord, I come against peer pressure. Mm. I rebuke the spirit of stress. Our college age students, God, money will not be a problem. Housing will not overtake them, God. Scholarships will come freely. When tragedy comes, help them be nowhere present. allow these parents to parent them instead of buddy them in Jesus name and for your glory amen clap those hands you may take your seats him who is able to keep us from falling present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise god our savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever may god bless you may heaven smile upon you and give you peace this is my prayer amen greet somebody before you leave have a phenomenal day amen Marketplace Movement is still spreading the gospel virtually live every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. All you have to do is tune in during these times. So come and check us out and get the word on these platforms. Just download the BoxCast app on your Roku, Apple TV, and Fire Stick TV. You can watch us on your favorite social media or watch us at themarketplacemovement.online.church or our church website, themarketplacemovement.com, View worship. marketplace movement where we continue to reach
1: enhance and advance lives